You guys, we're trying something a little bit different in this episode. Stick around till the very end to hear some more of Niels and I chat about some really cool movie news. Hello everyone and welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host Eric and with me is my amazing co-host Niels. Hello everyone, today we will talk about the best shops at Disneyland Paris. Yes, there are some true beauties out there. But before we get to all that, Niels, what's something that caught your eye at Disneyland Paris these past weeks? Well, uh, for news, I picked the Halloween and Christmas seasons uh, announcements uh, from Disneyland Paris. (laughs) Halloween and Christmas are the only two seasons that come back every year. Um, Disney's Halloween Festival takes place from the 26th of September, which is today, our recording day, till the 1st of November, while Christmas will run from the 7th of November till uh, January 10th. Adjustments will be made to these seasons because of the COVID-19 measurements, of course, and probably also because of low attendance uh, (laughs) in the recent months. That means that there will be no hard-ticketed Halloween parties this year. There's no full Halloween cavalcade or show announced as well. Such a bummer. But I saw on Instagram today that um, the cavalcade floats were going one at a time along the parade route. Ooh. Let's say an unannounced piece of entertainment. Just like the car with Mickey and Minnie, but now in their Halloween outfits uh, coming by every now and then. Yes. Yeah, I think we can expect more surprise entertainment like this in the, well, let's say coming months. It's very cool. Yeah, that, that's really cool. Just one thought with the unannounced parade floats. I think it was, I, I don't know if it was Shanghai or Hong Kong mm-hmm. Disneyland that was doing something. Similar. Oh no, it was Tokyo Disneyland. <laughs> totally <laughs> off. It was Tokyo Disneyland. Just remembered that was also running these uh, surprise mini parades mm-hmm. through the park and they did that so that people wouldn't accumulate yeah. in the areas waiting for exactly. them. Exactly. So yeah. That's, that's the whole a brilliant thing. solution. Yeah. So they don't officially announce it. It's not in the program, but uh, well. Yes. Just uh, it happens. keep an eye on the <laughs> parade route and uh, yeah, uh, you will, well, capture something. Totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and all the Halloween decorations are up again, including the 330 pumpkins in Main Street and Frontierland. Incredible. The cocoa-inspired decorations in the uh, Big Thunder Mountain uh, area, of course. Yeah. And uh, besides all the decorations, you can expect exclusive selfie spots, uh, as we now know, um, <laughs> since the... COVID-19 closure, (laughs) which become uh, pretty popular by now. For Halloween, we will have Mickey, uh, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, and some other characters dressed in their Halloween costumes. So cute. These were the official announced characters, but um, I already saw uh, on Instagram uh, today uh, Max, uh, Goofy's son, in uh, one of the DLP uh, report uh, Instagram stories coming by. And I think I also saw uh, Jack Skellington uh, near Phantom Manor, so there are more characters uh, out there. In the heart of Fantasyland, the Meet Mickey Mouse Theater will be uh, decorated uh, in the colors of the season uh, to welcome guests to take, well, a selfie with Mickey and friends, uh, just uh, like they could do in the last couple of months. But uh, this time uh, they will wear their Halloween uh, outfits, so that's uh, pretty (laughs) cool. Disney villains like Maleficent and Ursula, uh, but also Captain Hook, uh, will take over many park locations. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of uh, characters out there to uh, get your pictures with. And starting October 1, Disney villains will also take over the studio theater at Walt Disney Studios Park in a new Halloween decor. So uh, yeah, that, that will be Jafar and uh, Cruella de Vil for sure, M- maybe others as well. 
So that's uh, yeah, pretty cool, I think. Definitely. You can still enter the stage and uh, get your pictures uh, now with the villains. Yeah, it's a fun experience. It's something different, right? That you get to go up there and just see yeah, it, it is. from another perspective. And that's probably something that you only get to do during exactly. COVID yeah. and then hopefully never again. <laughs> <laughs> then it's over. Yeah. Then there are 1,500 people packed in the yes. theater or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, this, this is a really cool opportunity, just like the selfie spots that they had in the um, Animagic Theater uh, yeah, on stage totally. as well. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Uh, that's really nice. And of course, they um, introduced uh, Halloween-themed cookies, cupcakes, uh, well, other snacks. I saw uh, some kind of uh, drink. It was a, <laughs> a potion <laughs> drink. Ooh. And I saw some really nice sea witch-themed cookies and, uh, <laughs> well, other snacks. Some so Ursula cookies. From yeah. Ursula, yes, yes, yes. Nice. So you see her uh, tentacles uh, on it. And they also introduced some new magic shots, so the PhotoPass photographers can uh, add those, uh, well, magic items uh, in the pictures. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they will do that for the Christmas season as well, as this is the new uh, <laughs> COVID-friendly uh, picture opportunity. Right. So then over to the Christmas season. Christmas means Christmas decorations all over Main Street, of course, uh, and also the special selfie spots. No word on shows or parades yet, but uh, yeah, well, so don't expect those, but uh, maybe there will be some some uh, surprise uh, entertainment uh, pieces as well. The selfie spots will host Disney characters uh, decked in their Christmas outfits, of course, including Donald, uh, Daisy, Minnie, Goofy, and also Stitch for Christmas. At Meet Mickey Mouse, guests will discover a magical season setting where they will be able to take selfies with Mickey. And at Videopolis in Discoveryland, you can visit Santa's festive workshop and get your photo uh, through December 25. So the Christmas season will last a little bit longer till uh, early January but Santa will leave uh, after Christmas <laughs> um, in Walt Disney Studio Parks uh, the Animagic Theater will open again during Christmas for a magical selfie uh, with Mickey and other stars from the Mickey and the Magician uh, show Elle, Cinderella I think the Fairy Godmother was also there so maybe less seasonal entertainment but some great picture opportunities of course and uh, well, beautifully decked uh, parks uh, well, to get into the Halloween and Christmas spirit. Uh, I'm, yeah, no, I'm loving the Halloween decorations. Yeah, the pumpkins you mentioned, the cocoa display in Frontierland, yep. and of course, our fancy new round LED screen that was installed on the castle yeah. stage for the Are yeah, You Brave I Enough show. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, it's so cool. Yeah. Now, this year, the show has been reformatted to an ultralight version that lasts just about two minutes, with Ursula singing Poor Unfortunate Souls with a neat little choreography. Mother Darling is joined by two dancing eels and some daytime fireworks to top it all off. It's a very nice mini performance, likely drastically shortened so to avoid... Any sort of crowd gathering. Yeah, yeah, they brought that back. And it's even for the selfie spot characters come on stage. So cool. I love that. <laughs> so the LED panels didn't really <laughs> fit all that well <laughs> into the circular frame. So there were like <laughs> these kind of shady edges that were just poking out of the sides, right? So right. Uh, what the Imagineers did, which I think is really fun, is that they added these vines in to cover up the... <laughs> The ragged edges, basically. Yeah, that's really smart. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really fun. It looks nice. Yeah. And it's, well, the ugly stuff is hidden. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, yeah. It works. It's a win-win. It's fine. It works. <laughs> and they don't have to pay for another whole LED panel, so I'm sure it's good for budget, too. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. 
And of course, I love on Main Street, the ghosts. And there's that one where you can stick your head through the painting. Yeah. And if you look real closely at the painting, you can see a person wearing a mask in the painting, which I thought was really <laughs> That's fun. Really, like, subtle uh, clever and uh, Corona detail. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so making the pictures that you take uh, nowadays, uh, well, really <laughs> fitting this uh, special time. Very current. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> well, some other major changes regarding COVID-19 have been going on in yes. France and the neighboring, yeah, and the neighboring European countries. So the entire Ile de France region, so for my American friends, that is France's version of a state has been declared a red or high-risk zone. Mm -hmm. Now, Ile de France covers the entire city of Paris including Disneyland Paris, meaning that anyone traveling to and fro has to quarantine for 14 days. Now, as you can imagine, this has had a major impact on visitor numbers. And with only locals going, the hotels are mostly empty, as well yeah. as the parks on weekdays when most locals have to work. So to combat the losses, Disneyland Paris has, yeah, well, won't sugarcoat it, quite drastically cut the park's operating hours. So starting October 4th, Walt Disney Studios will be open from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Now that's just five hours mm. <laughs> on weekdays. Really yeah. short. Yeah. Really short. Yeah. And 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. on school holidays and weekends. That's a little bit better. Yep. Yeah. Disneyland Park will be open from 9.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. on weekdays and until 7 p.m. on Sundays and 8 p.m. on Saturdays <laughs> plus school holidays. <laughs> so yeah, you really have very to dynamic. Check, check the, yeah. well, the app or the website to see uh, totally. the opening uh, times for uh, the yeah. day you want to visit. <laughs> Most definitely. Always recommend it because it's insanity right now. The Disney Village shops will be open from 5 p.m. till 10 p.m. and the restaurants as well, except for Annette's, which will be open for weekend lunch. Now, I believe the two biggest changes are for Walt Disney Studios Park and Disney Village. Walt Disney Studios Park being the construction zone that it currently is mm -hmm. on behalf of the Walt Disney Studio 2.0 expansion is, of course extremely limited currently yeah regarding attractions and restaurants so i can see why the hours are so limited on weekdays mm -hmm. if you want to see both parks in one day it's really going to be kind of a back and forth experience at least again on on weekdays so mm -hmm. disneyland park in the mornings then head over to walt disney studios park around noon <laughs> and then back to disneyland park to finish off the rest of your day so it's quite the back and forth trek mm -hmm. yeah now once marvel's avengers campus opens up in 2021 i'm sure those times will be changed once again and hopefully <laughs> sooner should a viable vaccine be approved or the numbers go down yeah, we'll see <laughs> yeah it, it feels a bit sad huh, that they're forced to well bring down the operational hours but yes well, if that keeps the parks financially uh more healthy well then then i'm right. okay with it i guess um, better than a complete closure as well exactly yeah yeah and i guess the five hours that the studios are open on a weekday is like 
one shift of cast members, hey, including their startup yeah. and closing activities. So yeah, that might save a lot of money. As otherwise, they would have two shifts, uh, I believe. So uh, totally. And Disney's yeah. always doing this thing where you can basically go onto the attraction until the very last yeah, minute. True. So. Not like in other parks where they close yeah. attractions one hour before uh, closing. That's no. right. So they have to work through the queue. So if the park closes at 4 p.m. on a weekday, you still have people in your queue. If the queue is like a 90-minute queue or something at Crusher's Coaster, you yeah. have to work through all those people. So yeah, they calculated yeah. in a little bit of a buffer at the end so that it fits into that one yeah. shift scope exactly. that you mentioned. Yeah. It makes I'm sense. just wondering yeah. if they will drop the studio's ticket price a bit. As the combination tickets, well, that's fine. As you pay just a bit extra for the second park. Right. But a one-day studio's park ticket, well, should be a bit cheaper now. It should definitely be cheaper. I'm wondering if it's so relevant to this local demographic or if everybody that goes pretty much just has a season pass anyway if they're living in Paris and they don't have to That's deal a possibility. with quarantine. Yeah. So it might be that they're not even considering that at the moment because they say, hey, 90% of our parkours right now are just annual pass holders. Why would we, you know, they're not going to bother with yeah. a day ticket. But of course, I don't know those numbers. I might be wrong. And probably a lot of people well, won't buy a one-day park ticket for uh, Walt Disney Studios Park. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> well, they'll be really disappointed if they do. <laughs> It's easy to get informed beforehand if you check the app or the website and you see the opening times and you see, hey, it's only open from 11 a.m. till 4 p.m. You'll probably start to thinking, yeah. what's going on yeah. there? And hopefully check the park map or something before you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, well, now that we got that out of the way, <laughs> on to some fabulous Disneyland Paris shops. You guys, we have some of the most gorgeous stores at Disneyland Paris. Thanks to the Imagineers like Tony Baxter and Eddie Soto, who so cleverly invested the budget into, well, really into where it counts. Yeah. Besides all the great merch, there are immersive experiences to be had inside the shops at Disneyland Paris. So, Niels, what's your first pick? Well, my first pick is Merlin L'Enchanteur. The shop is located inside Sleeping Beauty Castle, which makes it already magical. <laughs> but the shop doesn't have to do anything with Sleeping Beauty, as it's where you enter the cave of Sorcerer Merlin. Um, so don't forget to look up and discover a lot of nice props that really, well, make this Merlin's place. So cool. So the theming definitely is a reason to visit. Um, you can even find a staircase in the back uh, connecting the shop to the, well, most impressive audio animatronic that Disneyland Paris has, the huge dragon in the castle's uh, basement. Yeah. It's not always open, the staircase, but uh, well, usually it is, so it makes a nice uh, connection from a cave to a basement. But what can you buy at uh, Merlin's uh, Merlin shop? Uh, mostly etched crystal and amazing glass art. You can even see how the glassware is being made. A uh, classic and beautiful craft to stare at for a while. <laughs> so unique. Yeah, it is. It really fits this, well, this cave with all the old... Well, Merlin period of time uh, props. So yeah, it, it really feels like you go back in time uh, a bit. Most definitely. A fun fact that I would like to highlight here is that uh, the glass artists uh, and the products are from um, Arribas France, the French department of the uh, Arriba group, which has its name coming from the Spanish brothers, uh, Thomas and Alfonso Arriba, who represented Spain in the New York World's Fair in 1964. Oh. There they met Walt Disney himself as, well, he created the nice experiences like it's a small world and the carousel of progress for the fair and uh, Walt was directly impressed with their handcraft so a special collaboration started three years later when the brothers opened their first shop inside the Disneyland USA uh, castle and nowadays you can find their shops uh, all over the world 
in Disneyland Resort, Walt Disney World, Disneyland Paris, Shanghai Disney Resort, and also Tokyo Disney Resort. So these glass products, these crystal products are not just there for fun or a commercial reason, but they really have a connection uh, with Walt. So that's, uh, yeah making it extra cool that's amazing i did not know about this at all oh, wow. wow yeah very cool i discovered this well a year ago <laughs> when i thought let's check out what those uh, <laughs> aliba brothers uh, is and, uh, and and then i came across this whole story so that's uh, yeah it's pretty cool yeah what a wonderful yeah. history so what's your uh, first pick uh, eric Ooh! baby if you've got a sweet tooth then the boardwalk candy palace is the yes. place for you that is definitely <laughs> <laughs> not only does it house one of the most gorgeous murals at mm-hmm. Disneyland paris the atlantic city 1982 mural but you can satisfy your craving for sinfully sweet delights they have a massive selection of gummies lollies and cotton candy be sure to check out the gummy bar that's right in front of the mural where you can fill up a custom bag with sweets so you can make your own little (laughs) concoction of your favorite candies you can find the boardwalk candy palace right on main street besides the fantastic mural the place is just yeah it's insanely beautiful with carved wooden walls and an overreaching pastel color palette the place really yeah it's a delight to stroll through and yeah diabetics beware <laughs> so, this is one of my favorite places to really just walk and enjoy the scenery and the yeah. sights and everybody's having so much fun with their candy me personally i don't have that much of a sweet tooth i think every once in a while i can try a little bit yeah. here and there, so it's yeah, a lot of fun I think this is also the place where you can buy some cookies and fudge and yes and all nice mickey themed sweet treats a nice place to visit yeah it's a great place to find merch that's edible yep so if you're not keen on giving somebody a plush or a decorative object that they have to keep in their apartment. Yeah, exactly. This is a really good uh, souvenir for uh, (laughs) your neighbors that uh, (laughs) give your plants water (laughs) while you were away or something like that. Get them some chocolates. And then it's gone and it's fine and they don't have to worry about, you know, (laughs) putting it on their mantle or something. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I stay inside the castle and go to uh, La Boutique du Chateau. The name doesn't reveal anything about uh, the shop itself, as it's just French for the castle boutique. (laughs) But this shop is really unique, as it's the one and only place in Disneyland Paris where you can buy uh, Christmas decorations year-round. It's a small shop, it's really small, but it looks fabulous with its medieval touches. And mainly because of, well, the full Christmas offering. It's just crazy to look for Christmas uh, tree ornaments when it's spring or summer. But uh, yeah, in here it's Christmas uh, magic all year. And well, therefore, this shop made it to my uh, shortlist. It's a lot of fun. I love going in and looking at the ornaments. And, you know, every day is Christmas if you want it to be. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's really nice. And the castle shops, both uh, Merlin's and La Boutique, are just so gorgeous. Mm -hmm love that you can go down to the dungeon as well with the yeah. dragon and everything the connection you mentioned so it's very cool and you can even yeah. go upstairs to see the whole um, sleeping beauty stories and go to the balcony so totally. yeah, we really have a leveled uh, castle so yeah this next one is one of my favorite places to go because 
they have the best Phantom Manor merchandise. The Thunder Mesa Mercantile Building is a charming blue western style building and shop conveniently located to the right hand side when you enter Frontierland from Central Plaza. So you best believe that this simple western themed interior has lots of woodwork and a wonderful selection of pins, Disneyland Paris posters, and various other delights. At the end of the day, it's a really wonderful, convenient place to stop and look around at the fun merch. And a pro tip, if you're staying on site, this of course goes for most Disneyland Paris shops. So mm-hmm. if you're staying at a on-site hotel, especially if you're staying for multiple days, this makes sense. Yeah, You can have your shopping delivered directly to your hotel's shop and pick it up there in the evening. So it's very convenient. You don't have to carry it around with you all day. So it's yeah, a nice little service definitely. that they yeah. do. Yeah, it's a great building. It really fits the the whole Thunder uh, Mesa story. And yeah, it, it's pretty big. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. It's, um, well, it feels like multiple small buildings <laughs> that you go through. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's actually one of my favorite shops because it's part of the story of the whole yeah. land. Yeah, it definitely fits into the narrative. Yeah. So, it goes along with the whole... Yeah. Thunder Mesa. <laughs> what was his name again? Henry Ravenswood. Yeah. Henry Ravenswood. <laughs> the whole storyline yeah. is lovely. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the few Disneyland's where there's such a congruent story behind it with the mining company, the Phantom Manor, and of course the whole area and the restaurants. So it's very cool. Yeah. That's, uh, well, the best themed land, in my opinion, therefore. Yeah. Totally. Next on the list is uh, Star Traders. Um, as the name already reveals, it's a galactic experience. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Star Tours uh, merchandise shop, actually. That's very cool. As you exit the 3D Star Wars flight simulator through Star Traders, however, you can also um, visit the shop directly if you prefer, without riding. <laughs> but, uh, well, the only Why would you want to do that? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm yeah. Maybe if you cannot handle uh, 3D uh, because of motion sickness uh, or something like that. But, uh, well, the the only thing uh, they sell here is Star Wars-themed products like uh, clothing, accessories uh, for both men and women, toys, plush, books, mugs, pins, keychains, magnets, well, everything Star Wars. And in these COVID-19 times, they don't offer the option anymore to build um, a customized lightsaber or uh, a customized little droid yeah but they used to have that so maybe it's coming back uh, one day uh, making it a well a fun experience as well to be fair though those were never as brilliant or high quality as the ones that you can do in galaxy's edge no, in the States. Not. so this yeah. was the but they're also low f- end far cheaper <laughs> <laughs> yeah very that's very true so this one's more kid friendly yeah I guess it, you could say it is but still it's a nice experience and, and well yeah to create something that feels a bit more unique than just well purchasing lightsaber that uh, <laughs> was already put together in the most definitely <laughs> in the factory well star traders has a really modern high-tech decor like well the corridors of the star de- uh, destroyer don't forget to look up uh, as you can also spot a nice droid in the back of a docked uh, spaceship so uh, yeah that's well really nice touches that make this a true uh, Star Wars yes. experience. So really cool. Yeah. Yes. It's I love this place. It's you have the whole droids at the top with the little conveyor belt. Yeah. You can especially see that really well when you're exiting Star Tours and you're exactly. coming from the second story. And yeah, I mean I just love Star Wars. So I'm a sucker for everything Star Wars and this place has such a nice yeah. space station feel to it. <laughs> it's really cool. I actually what purchased one of my favorite pieces of 
oh. um, Disney memorabilia there, which was the yeah. Star Tours, the original Star Tours poster framed, and then it had two of the prints from the 70 millimeter film oh, below yeah. the poster. Yeah, and that's just, really nice. That's, hanging here in my apartment's hallway and i'm so proud of it every time i walk by it i smile <laughs> yeah no, it's a really cool uh, really cool thing to get yeah yeah and it was so stressful getting it home because it's one of those <laughs> yeah. big big frames and it definitely rode big thunder mountain with us and oh, wow. space mountain as well and i was so happy that it didn't break and then we were flying with this really cheap like yeah um, i think it was EasyJet, which is this very low cost carrier here in europe and they always pay such close attention to if you have like mm-hmm. oversized items they don't let you bring them on board or you have to pay this horrendous fee so i was like <laughs> oh my god they're gonna find it it's so yeah. big it's not gonna fit in the overhead compartment and <laughs> Thankfully, the check-in attendant got distracted with uh, uh, some <laughs> folks traveling in front of us, so um, nice. we could just, you know, just <laughs> nice nice story. it was fine. Yeah. yeah, so this next one is a hidden gem, and it's almost impossible to find if you don't know where to look. Entering through the Disneyland Hotel lobby, by the way, check out our Disneyland VIP experience episode to hear all about what it's like staying at the best hotel at Disneyland Paris. <laughs> so once you've entered the lobby, you'll notice a large grand staircase. So head on up the flight of stairs and take the hallway located on the right-hand side. By the way, the hallway is a floating bridge with large windows. So that's a really great place to get a fabulous view of the side of Main Street and yep. yeah, an elevated view. It's really cool. After just a bit of walking, Gallery Mickey is located on your left-hand side. It's definitely not the grandest store at Disneyland Paris. However, you can find some really cool Disneyland Hotel exclusive yeah, merch true. there that you won't see yeah. anywhere else. That's the place where they have the 10,000 euros Mickey uh, statue, right? Yes! <laughs> we posted that on our Instagram, too. So if you want to see a picture of that ridiculously oh, cool. beautiful Swarovski statue, they, you can, yeah, 10,000 <laughs> 10, euros, yeah. Wow, yeah, <laughs> amazing yeah. yeah speaking of ten thousand euros because it's a high-end hotel and the folks staying there usually have a bit more you know yep. <laughs> pocket change ka-ching ka-ching pocket change. you can also oh, wow. find yeah <laughs> ten thousand euros <laughs> coming straight yeah. out of the pocket <laughs> hey for some folks that's like 10 cents yeah. so you can find a really nice selection of statues swarovski encrusted disney characters and replicas from the park so there's some really unique merch that you can find just there it's definitely worth having a peek if you're you know feeling a bit extra that day yeah <laughs> and you get to go in the disneyland hotel so yeah. which by in itself is like a that's nice already experience. a nice experience yeah yeah totally yeah, agree yeah. even if you don't stay there just go in yeah walk around uh, through the well the amazing lobby and um, gorgeous yeah, and indeed go up Go to the shop, maybe go to the Café uh, Fantasia, yes. piano bar that they have over there. Yeah, it's a, it's a really nice place. And they always have a wonderful pianist playing songs in the evenings. One that I think you yep. interviewed for your recent spotlight, right? I loved yes, reading about that. Yes, that's correct. That so yeah, cool. that's uh, Gijs van Winkelhof. He's Dutch, just like me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's playing um, uh, in the Disneyland Hotel uh, well before uh, COVID uh, times. But he's a real talent. Uh, he can just play any Disney song or the Marvel themes or Star Wars. Incredible. Just name it and he's playing it uh, Yeah, right away. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Next is uh, Sir Mickey's Boutique. This is a really cool one from Ooh. a theming perspective. <laughs> <laughs> the product offering is nice, but it's, well, many products that you can get in other places as well. It's all Disney animated films merch that they sell, uh, toys, plush, mugs, clothing, 
some candy, I believe, and uh, well, many more things. So it's really products fitting the Fantasyland vibe. But back to what makes this shop truly unique. Uh, this is where you go back in time with Mickey Mouse to the medieval setting, referring to the classic Disney shorts. The interior and exterior both show a bit awkward split of a castle and a festival tent, making it, well, truly classic fantasy style, uh, I think. The theming comes uh, from Mickey and the Beanstalk, which is a sequence from uh, the Fun and Fancy Free uh, uh, movie. And also parts from uh, The Brave Little Taylor, also with Mickey Mouse. Yeah, you can clearly see the huge beanstalk growing next to the shop and going inside through a window. And when you're inside, be sure to look up uh, to see, well, it growing in there as well. But you can also spot the giant looking from outside in. So yeah, that's that's really nice. And there's even a little <laughs> Mickey hanging over there. Uh, so uh, yeah, be sure to check that out as uh, a lot of people don't look up when they're in this, well, pretty dark shop yeah <laughs> but there are many amazing details uh, to discover yeah so it's really cool storytelling details that you can find also on the walls uh, well, and that's exactly why i really love this place uh, as it's well so immersive it's such a unique store the exterior is probably my favorite part if i'm being perfectly honest yeah. with yeah. the beanstalk it's really an eye-catching elements it totally is it just pulls you right in makes you want to go inside and have that experience yeah very cool i'm going to keep it in that area and i'm probably going to say this so wrong la chaumière des septenas <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's difficult for yeah. us <laughs> so the cottage of the seven dwarves in english every shop yeah that's easier yeah yeah totally so every shop at disneyland paris is unique uh, none like the other. However, <laughs> La Chamière des Septnans, or again, the Cottage of the Seven Dwarfs, takes the extra to the next level. Think, a full-on Seven Dwarfs cottage from the film Snow White inside a show building, and you enter the cottage, and there's a shop inside there. <laughs> so it's like yeah. a, a shop inception, basically, yeah, building in a yeah. building. <laughs> It's beautiful, yeah. This place has everything. Cute animals playing on the pond out front, straw roofing, seven dwarves carved in wooden beds, and an evil witch <laughs> peeking through the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seriously, this place is so insultingly detailed. I love every bit. You find so many cool props and elements you know from the iconic Disney film. It's just such an immersive store. Absolutely worth going into, even if you're not interested in <laughs> buying anything at all. It's two steps before being a yeah. walkthrough attraction. It's totally so gorgeous. Agree. Yeah. I think they mainly sell like princess dresses and dolls. Uh, so for a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> it's maybe not interesting uh, <laughs> product wise. But uh, yeah, this is another. Hey, you know, if they sold them in adult sizes, I might be interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> no, but definitely is one of those places that you really have to see if you're interested in the classic, uh, well, animated Disney classics. Uh, yeah. 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 I know, somebody was complaining about this the other day where they were like, why does Disney only sell princess dresses and not prince outfits for boys? And I have to hmm. concur with that. I want, if I had a son, I'd want him to get a super cute prince outfit if he wanted one. He can totally have a dress if he wants one too. I don't care. But <laughs> it, yeah, that's such a, um, I feel like they need to start doing that because as a yeah. boy, you can only dress up, I think, like as a pirate. I think that's a, pretty much the only costume you can get yeah. at the parks, right? So. Yeah, there's not much indeed. Stormtrooper uh, maybe? For boys. 
Oh, right. Yeah, maybe they have some, some Star Wars some, stuff now. Yeah, or, yeah. or even some Marvel stuff uh, over at the studios, uh, I think. Yeah, Yeah, totes, totes. But indeed, they could easily add, well, at least one Prince costume. <laughs> I think it would fit because that way, you know, if it's you, with a friend or whoever, you know, meeting a little girl, you can do some cute photos. You know, he and his yeah. Prince outfits, she in her dress or the other way yeah. around. It's fine. I love it. But that would be super cute. <laughs> or maybe a Peter Pan outfit could also work. Or a Peter Pan outfit, yeah. that would also work really. Nice. Yeah. yeah, so there's some some room for expansion there, Disney, y'all. <laughs> What's next on your list, Neil? Well, I saved the biggest for last, Ooh. World of Disney. Yes! <laughs> yeah, so Disneyland Paris says it's the biggest shop they have. And, well, yeah, Massive. it's huge. Although the World of Disney store in Disney Springs over at Walt Disney World uh, Orlando is far bigger. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this one definitely is one of the, well, the more classy feeling stores with a beautiful circular space yeah. with huge columns around. And uh, it's quite majestic. It uh, is. It's actually. like a temple of merchandise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there are some great murals. And in the center, you can find Mickey and Friends above you in a hot air balloon yeah so that looks really nice you can find most of the available merchandise here in one place so it's conveniently located in disney village yeah. outside the parks on your way back to the main parking lot or the train or the bus station or your uh, hotel uh, so you can buy all your merchandise uh, uh, over there and carry it on uh, <laughs> back home <laughs> so this one uh, you can actually visit without a park ticket so uh, yeah that, that's also something that we love to do when we arrive a day early before we actually go to the parks so that we uh, have dinner in Disney Village and uh, well drop in uh, like uh, well in a couple of shops like uh, World of Disney. Right. So this one uh, really is the one where you have to go to uh, well get everything you need. <laughs> totally. I mean, at the end of the day, convenience is king. It it's is right there where all the restaurants are. So if you want to maximize your time at the parks and you don't want to spend too much time in the shop, yep. you can visit World of Disney after Disneyland Park closes. So yep. it's operating hours are... And you don't have to carry all the stuff <laughs> with you all day. <laughs> yeah, but buyers beware. If there's something you really, really want that you see inside the park shops, get it there yeah. because... Then you buy it. They don't yep. have everything. They have a lot, but they do not have everything. So it's just something no. to keep in mind. All the, let's say, uh, well, regular main... Emporium style merch. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You, you can just get over there. Yeah, yeah, very true. So what's your last uh, one? Yeah, so my last pick, taking it from the biggest store at Disneyland Paris to one of the smallest ones. Yeah, this is <laughs> nice. I feel like this is kind of underappreciated, honestly. It, yeah, it's definitely not the largest and it doesn't have a large selection of merchandise either. But this little shop in Adventureland is always worth checking out in part due to its fabulous adventure jungle type theming. Indiana Jones Adventure Outpost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's got this gorgeous bamboo and wood interior that is just filled to the brim with exotic looking crates, masks, moody lighting, and you might even catch a peek at an exotic animal hiding near the roof. So <laughs> it really transports you into another place in time and I'm such a sucker for Indiana Jones. Just anything Indiana Jones, I'm all down for it. <laughs> Every time I visit the store, I always wish that we had that Indiana Jones attraction <laughs> that oh, they have yeah. over at Tokyo Disney Sea yeah. and uh, Disneyland California. But it's a nice Indiana Jones mini experience, you could yeah. say. 
Yeah. Did you buy anything there? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously. This is a place that I go into regularly, though, just because I want to see the, the store yeah. and have that experience. Just to yeah. feel like you're in another place in time. And of course, you can browse the merch while you're there but yeah it's a lot of hats and yeah t-shirts and stuff like that exactly yeah. not for me personally but <laughs> niels where can people find you they can find me uh, over at uh, capturing disney parks on uh, instagram and uh, also uh, on twitter for the latest news so that's at uh, kept disney parks and uh, oh, so you can cool. find everything uh, about me and my activities and uh on the website, which is uh, capturingdisneyparks.com. Yes, check out his spotlights, you guys. He's got some really great ones. Oh, yeah. You guys, be sure to follow Aramagique on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for more neat Disneyland Paris content. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and review on your favorite platform. It really makes a difference yes, and helps please. new folks <laughs> discover the show. And if you do, we might read it on a future episode. Paul from Pennsylvania writes, Great Disneyland Paris podcast. I started listening to this podcast to prepare for a future trip for 2020. Okay, let me pause here for a second with Paul's review because, Paul, I know how much you were looking forward to that trip since we've been chatting a little bit here and there on Facebook. This stupid corona. I think we can both um, relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. But at least he's really prepared for the 2021 trip. Well, for when he <laughs> yeah. can make the trip. So it's totes. I like how the hosts have current up to date information and include the history of Disneyland Paris. I've been to Walt Disney World and the original Disneyland and never thought the other Disney parks around the world could have such history. Oh, thank you so much, Paul. <laughs> yeah, really nice. Thank you very much uh, for leaving a review. We really appreciate it. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Stay safe and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye. So, Niels, I heard you saw Mulan on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what did you think? <laughs> well, actually, I was well pleasantly uh, surprised as I well read some negative reviews. Uh, and um, yeah, yeah, a lot of people were a bit disappointed uh, for paying a lot of money and uh, <laughs> not getting a nice movie in their opinion. But uh, yeah, there are, of course, some downsides, character development, uh, especially... Right. the characters around Mulan. It's a bit limited, but in the end, this is the story of Mulan. And, well, she gets a lot of uh, <laughs> history and a lot of story building. So, yeah, in the end, I have to say that I was, well, pretty amused. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, it's entertaining, right? It, it was really entertaining. The actress who played Mulan uh, was pretty good, I think. Yeah. Some amazing scenery, good uh, cinematography. Um I also liked the fact that they made this more serious, more realistic than the well, the animated film. So that's probably something that some people don't like of this live action version. But yeah, I thought it was more like a Chinese and Asian cinema yeah. <laughs> production. Uh, with, uh, they added a witch, uh, which is not in the animated movie, but that's something that you see in a lot of uh, Chinese movies. There's no funny Mushu. <laughs> <laughs> I missed him though. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I missed it somehow, but on the other hand, yeah, 
this made it more impactful, more realistic uh, for me. But Niels, they had like some lady that transforms into a freaking like hawk or something. Yeah, and they have a witch. <laughs> yeah, or well, actually, yeah. that's the witch. But yeah, and that's not realistic indeed. <laughs> but it feels more realistic than when a dragon. I know, is, I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> going with her and making jokes all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah, and some people do miss the songs. I think the instrumental music was, yeah, pretty empowering. <laughs> it did have a good soundtrack, besides, yeah. of course, the missing iconic musical style songs that we didn't have. Yeah, I had some issues with this one, honestly. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> Tell like me. outside of the whole production itself, yeah, the, which is always kind of sad. Mm, I had true. some issues, which kind of ruined the movie for me because I was just thinking about it is that they were filming the film in yeah. Xinjiang, Xinjiang uh, which is right next to the Uyghur yeah. genocide re-education mm. camps that the government has built there so that was like already like bugging yeah. me while I was watching the film and then the lead actress Mulan which is uh, Liu Yifei stated that she was basically in support of yeah. the Chinese government and what they were doing in Hong Kong yeah. so basically <laughs> anti-democracy which is another yeah. like big red flag for me for this film so I was like hey, you know what <laughs> <laughs> I am not going no. to rent this on Disney Plus for uh, 21 euro, so I watched it through a friend. Oh, <laughs> that's how you did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that story. So, <laughs> no, I love the, the color palette was gorgeous. The visuals yeah. were spectacular, of course they were, and the action scenes were a lot of fun. And I was never... Bored, and this is so important for me in a movie no. is that you're never bored. So I was never bored watching this True. film. I was yeah. very entertaining. Even if the story is not that interesting. Yeah. If it's just entertaining. Yeah, totally. Well, I was very entertained. Then it's fine for me as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it just, there's this bitter taste I had in my mouth because of that negative PR that was surrounding it, I, I must yeah. admit. That's also bugging me indeed. Uh, say, oh, yeah, you want Disney to be <laughs> the good company and yeah, see Disney totally. in, a, well, in positive daylight. And uh, yeah, then this is yeah. well, a bit of a bummer indeed. But uh, yeah. yeah, it makes it feel like they care more about the financials than they do about the other things, which is always a bit sad. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is a commercial corporation. So they're looking for profits. Yeah. But I believe that a lot of parts of this movie Uh, were shot in New Zealand or Australia. Yeah, yeah they did film so. at various locations for the beautiful, yeah. beautiful scenery. So definitely, yeah. Yeah. So something different. Which of all the live action remakes do you like most? I oh, that's a good one. <laughs> There are oh, so wow. many now. I have to think about this first. Oh, which which? One? Let Lion me throw King, this question back Aladdin. to you for a second because I have to, <laughs> I need some time to consider. <laughs> My favorite definitely is Aladdin. Oh yeah. I know that a lot of people didn't like it, uh, but that's mainly people that well don't like actors. Yeah singing yeah. <laughs> in a movie and that, that's what's happening all the time in Aladdin but I think it's it's a really nice revamp of the original one and Will Smith well is a perfect new genie he's not trying to copy um, uh, Robin Williams but uh, he really made, made well his own genie yeah and, and also uh, Naomi Scott uh, who played um, uh, Jasmine she's an actress and singer well and you can totally see that uh, Um, she's, well, in my opinion, a true professional yeah. Uh, yeah. acting perfectly, yeah. making Jasmine a really strong, modern woman. It was a great update. Yeah, it was a great update. And, well, when she is singing, including the whole, 
way of, well, filming this. It really felt like a music video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With some slow motion effects and time. It was standing still and she was doing her song, uh, Speechless, which was amazing. Uh, a new song. That's really one of my uh, favorite remakes. I've got one. So uh, Aladdin <laughs> is, of course, fabulous. But I think I'm going to go with The Lion King, yeah. a live action remake. Even though the animals were not emoting, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I agree on that front. But I did love the visuals and I thought it was such a spectacular demonstration of what we can do today with these True. CGI animals that just look so photorealistic. It's incredible. And of course, the story is so iconic and so classic. Yep. I think I know it by heart by now. <laughs> and they did include the songs, which I was very happy yeah. about. Yeah, no, it was a wonderful movie. Live action remakes always, you know, might watch the original animated feature instead, yep. but it's a great addition to the whole Lion King universe, you could say. A lot of fun. Yeah, and somehow it feels really different. Eh? Yeah. It's so realistic all of a sudden. Yeah. That, uh, but, well, but in the end, it's the same, exactly the same story. So, yeah. Totally. Not really original. They added uh, the new uh, uh, Spirit song from uh, Beyoncé. And there's a little, well, spoiler alert, uh, reference to the Be Our Guest song from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. But other than that, I think it was pretty much the same thing as the original um, animated uh, uh, film. Totes. Um, yeah. And yeah, in my opinion, Aladdin had a bit more original elements. So. Yeah. I also like the colorful choreographies that they had with the parades and... Yeah. I really enjoyed that. I was missing yeah. a little bit of that from The Lion King, the beautiful colors. But um, yeah, no, very <laughs> cool. I'm really looking forward to the Cruella film that's coming out, the live action film with, yeah. what's the wonderful actress's name? Emma Stone. Yeah. Oh, Emma Stone. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's only one official press photo out right now where she's standing there with her fabulous black and white hair and her two dogs. So yeah. but this is one that I'm really excited about. <laughs> uh, somehow, well... I still like all these remakes. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Because the stories we pretty much already know, but um, yeah. sometimes they add a little bit of a twist. Makes it fun. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of, well, critics are complaining about all these remakes. Yeah. But, well, yeah. I can understand that, though. I like when Disney does new stuff, yeah. too. Did you know they uh, announced an, a sequel to the live-action Aladdin? So you might get Oh, yeah. I read that, that somewhere. And, yeah. Um, I think that's the revenge of uh, Jafar, just like they did for the um, animated films. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fun. I I'd enjoy that very much. <laughs> no, so maybe they improved it as well. <laughs> <laughs> 